Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. My new book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, is now out on Amazon Kindle and paperback. I'm currently in production of the audiobook, so you'll be the first to know when that is out as well. Um, links will be in the show notes, so check it out if you're interested. Interested. in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. This episode today is a conversation I had with my good buddy Andy over at the Deep Share podcast. We've talked several times before in the past, and he wanted me to come on a show and talk a little bit more about my book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, that came out recently. He read it, and he really appreciated it, and I'm appreciative of him for reading it and sharing it with his friends. So check it out. Let me know what you think. May the Force be with you. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate! Demons bliss now! Octopus 50, come on! There's rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion! Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast, and I will say that this will be the final episode of season one, if you want to call it that. I'm going to take a little little breather. I've got The Witness coming up soon, so I want to prepare for that and kind of put it together the best I can for everybody. So take a little breather from the Deep Share for a little while. So I'm very happy to end season one with a returning guest, friend of the show, Conspiracy Kyle, welcome back, man. How you doing? Oh, Andy, I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm glad to help cap off your your first season here, dude. You've had a lot of great guests, so you know, cheers to you, man. You've been doing a lot Thanks. of great work. So, and I've been I've been glad to get to get to know you over these past over this past year. So, um, keep up the great work, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate the kind words, and yeah, I'm glad that you came on before we and we we've had a we've had some crazy conversations already, you know, in our less than a year relationship here, we've talked about Joseph Campbell deeply, which is one of my favorite topics, of course, and all of your amazing 
Star Wars parallels to the real world are mind blowing. And for anyone who is living under a rock and hasn't heard of Conspiracy in the Force and Kyle's work, it's uh, it's pretty mind blowing, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. And most recently, Kyle has put out his first book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism. And it's awesome. And it's a quick read. It doesn't doesn't consume your life. And it's going to get through to so many people, I think, that need to hear it, man. I mean, I have so many friends in mind that I want to get some copies for and give them out as presents. Just like, come on, you love Star Wars. Take the bait. <laughs> and that's kind Congratulations, of. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the goal is to use it kind of as a, as a little bit of candy to kind of get some people into, into this kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it's, it's obviously not for everybody, right? Everything isn't for everybody, but I mean, I think we know a lot of people that um, are either into conspiracies or into star Wars that, you know, you can are, are able to, if you're able to get them to blend some of these things together in, in my, in my, you know, in my opinion, in my experience, you know, using analogies, using stories, using examples, I always feel it is a good way to get people to understand there's a lot of parallel events going on in our world that you see a lot of it in Star Wars. And I know we've talked a lot about other franchises too, right? Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. all, all this kind of stuff. They have all these stories that are weaved through them, but the people that created them, they obviously live in our world. So mm -hmm. they're affected um, deeply by the things that we all go through on a daily basis. And I think, you know, we, a lot of people listening to this and Andy, I'm sure you'll agree to that a lot of the truth that um, we know about our world is hidden in these movies more so than you see on your nightly news. Um, but you have to look for it. You have to have the eyes and the e eyes to see and in the ears to hear it. Um, and so that's kind of what I did with, with star Wars over this past past two years is like looking into all the things that went on in, in these stories. And, you know, the, the original movies, you know, it's kind of a straightforward, right? There's a good, there's evil good needs to destroy the evil and that's what happens and then the prequels come along and kind of added some nuance to that um that you know some people appreciated some people didn't but you know part of part of what i did with this book is kind of lay out all the events that happened in that prequel era even if people don't really appreciate you know the films themselves because they they, they have they i'm not i'm not naive they have their flaws <laughs> like, <laughs> like like yeah. most like most media guys but but the story that was trying to be told with those, I think, is very important and very deep. And, and especially in, in regards to what's happened in, in, the, in the past, what's happening in our, in, our, in our current present, what's happening in the future with authoritarianism, with totalitarian governments, with people that are trying to control huge groups of people. You know, you see that in Star Wars. You, honestly, you probably see that in most. You would agree. You probably see that in most sci-fi um, franchises, it's don't you? Yeah. And it's like uh, Dan Anaki and I were talking last night about Santa Claus and, and Christmas and how every single Christmas movie is about saving Christmas. So it's yeah, these themes are permeated through everything. And it's to me, my crazy psychedelic view always takes me to that fractal uh, nature of reality and how, you know, you, you have people that try to debunk stuff like this and say, well, yeah, sure. You can find it in star Wars, but look, you can find it here and here and here too. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> aren't you seeing <laughs> like, it's almost as if it's so obvious that people can't see it sometimes. And yeah. it almost seems like that would be something that the big bad, they 
would be hyper aware of and right. use that to their advantage. I mean, it seems like sleight of hand and right. misdirection are a big part of totalitarianism. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in, in the book, I write about that a little bit in regards to like the Star Wars prequel movies, because I think when people think about those movies, they think about like, oh, Jar Jar Pinks or this was stupid. The acting was acting was terrible. This and that. And, you know, those things can be true. But um, whenever the narrative is shifted around that kind of stuff, people don't realize that the underlying story is about a guy who was a senator, told everybody to do all this stuff to keep them safe and ended up taking over the galaxy. You know, some of, I think some of that stuff gets a little bit of loss, especially when you have, you know, lightsaber battles and Jedi and this and that. And, and you know, in, in the book, um, for anybody who hasn't heard, it's called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, Authoritarian Tactics and Traits in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, in a Galaxy Not So Far Away. It's, it's a, little, a little bit wordy, but... Um, I love it. I thought it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, where was I going with that? So, so the, the point is that a lot of the a lot of the stuff you see in there happens in our world. Um, a lot of crises are created, um, control, it, and I go through this kind of thing I call crisis, consent, and, and control, mm -hmm. which is kind of like your you know Hegelian dialectic, you know problem, reaction, solution. So, um, kind of change up change up the wording on that, but it's the same. But it's the same kind of thing, and, and you see how how people are blindly following a leader that tells them that. Hey, I'm on your side. Listen, the only reason I'm here is to help you. The only reason I'm here is to help you. And, and if people will look back, you know, 20, early 2021, early 2020, you can pick out those quotes. You can pick out those people who told us all that kind of stuff. Listen, we're only doing these lockdowns to keep you safe. We're only doing this to keep you safe. We don't have to get into that whole thing, but I think we all know oh, what yeah. we're talking about here. Definitely. But uh, one of the biggest prem premises, and I talk about it, I'll, I'll keep going in through it ad nauseum, is that um, we're always told, follow the government. They're, meant, they're here to keep you safe. Just, just trust them. J just trust them. Don't, don't worry about all the, all the questions or you know, it, issues you may have with it. Just, just follow along and, and you know, just like you know, sheep to the slaughter in the prequels, in the Star Wars prequel trilogy, the galaxy is just led to the slaughterhouse and just, and just wiped out. And Absolutely. people are scratching their heads like, well, what, what, what just happened? You know, it was over so quick. Yeah. And I think now that we're talking about the prequels again, which I actually went back and rewatched after our first talk because I needed to, I had heard you talk about it so many times. I'm like, I have to rewatch these things that I loathed as a teenager, a naive teenager, you know? And uh, it's cool that you, you, you talk about it in the book about how, you know, it's, interesting to see that movies have one layer for children and one layer for adults. And then there's the other layer too, that only people like us see. Yeah. And it's becoming strange almost how obvious their ploys are and their actions are out there. I saw some clip the other day of uh, CNN posting tweets and the tweet, the, the Twitter names were like, dick and fart jokes like yeah, it was ridiculous yeah. it's it's coming undone at the seams and they know it and they don't care and mm -hmm. it's this obviousness that it really kind of freaks freaks a lot of us out i would say you know yeah. and um let's uh so yeah let's get into it let's talk about the body of work in here about totalitarianism and and how i think you framed it in a fantastic way with the traits and the tactics and the dialectic because all of this encompasses a way to kind of 
train people in a way to understand their enemy in a way. Right. Or, and for me, I'm reading this and I'm seeing also things you realize about yourself, about people in your own life, about bad actions and bad thinking that you do, because, you know, a lot of these topics, a lot of these traits, they're not just reserved for the elite evil people of the world. They're, they're behaviors that are passed down. They're behaviors that are learned and, uh, and just kind of learned over time and ingrained in our heads in everybody's head, not to say that there isn't some kind of, controlled group or, or right. group of controllers, but that it's capable in s simply humanity itself to have a lot of these negative experiences. And you can see on an individual level, these negative traits and tactics, not someone that's necessarily running a huge company, just bad behavior all around. And it's right. really great how you got into the roots of it all. And I applaud oh, you. Sure. That, man. I oh, thank you. Great job. Yeah. So, so the three sections, we'll talk a little bit of, we'll, we'll go into detail about, about the traits, but I kind of broke it down, you know, like to figure out like how these people are like, like uh, Hitler doesn't just wake up one day and realize he wants to take over the world. You know, it, it doesn't happen like that. You know, same with Palpatine in Star Wars. He didn't just wake up one day and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to take over the galaxy and do this, going to do that. It's a very long, gradual process. And, you know, there's, there's a lot more layers, I, I, I think, than, than even I got into in the book, you know, there's, um, when you talk about people that are serial killers or this or that, like they have a lot of fractured brain activity, right? Like a lot of these people have split personalities, especially, you know, I would just thought about this today, you know, when you talk about CIA mind control experiments, trying to like break people's brains into two parts and, and that kind of stuff. Palpatine has a dual personality. Palpatine basically has the multiple personality and he doesn't see it as a disorder, he sees it as a way to, um, to, to be powerful. But, you know, right. these, these people, you know, at the end of the day, these people are just vastly different, you know, than, than you and me. But, yeah, I think your point is well taken that um, some of the, tact, the traits that we talk about here, we all have the potential to have these in, in any one way, shape or form. Um, just like in, in Star Wars, you know, the one, the one good thing I'll, I'll say about some of the new Disney Star Wars movies is they kind of bring into the the concept of like this gray Jedi, right? You know, the original trilogy is very black and white. There's the good people and there's the bad people. You, you see it on screen, you know, right away. Um, Cause that's the story Lucas wanted to tell. It was just a straight up good versus evil. Like you see it in the coloring, you see it in the, in the actions, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then you, you kind of see Luke Skywalker later on in life is kind of like dipping into these, both of the worlds. Like, listen, like he wants to be a Jedi, but he also realizes that the Jedi are evil. Uh, have or, or or not that evil they were failed this and that so he, he in his own mind can go back and forth between good and evil and i think and i think you make a good point that um we all have the capacity for, for these kind of traits in in one way shape or form and, it, and it's good to and it's good to acknowledge that because i think you know acknowledging anything is the first step towards making yourself a better person right like if you're a alcoholic you need to say the words like hey i'm an alcoholic or i'm a drug addict like hey i'm a drug addict Right, if you can't, right. if you, if you can't come to that understanding, then you're, you're kind of stuck. So, you know, the, the biggest um, trait that I talk about, I'll talk about two of two of the five is um, narcissism, you know, yes. and, and we've talked, I know we've talked about this a little bit before we talked about a pre-show too. Narcissism is it's everywhere, you know, and there's so many facets or so many components of it. 
Um, it includes arrogance. It includes things like magical thinking, which, you know, that's a, a kind of a newer phrase to me, magical thinking, but that just basically means that you just have this inflated sense of, of who you are. Right. Um, you know, some quotes from star Wars, Anakin tells Padme, he's like, listen, like I, I I can, I'm, I can save you. I can learn new powers. I can save you. I can do anything I want. He's like, I'm the most powerful person. Um, you know, Palp Palpatine even says, he's like, he's like, I'm the only one who was able to defeat the corruption in the galaxy. This and that. It's like, it's like, you know, but all in ultimate all hubris, <laughs> ultimate, ultimate hubris. And, and e pretty much everything they say is, is, uh, is a lie. And, it, and it's the exact opposite. And we see that yes. all the time with our politicians. And that's an interesting point right there. That's like one of the, the key points. Um, so there's a narcissist in our lives, my, my personal life. And it's interesting where we see that fractal nature again, this microcosm to the macrocosm where, you know, from the person that's affected by the narcissism has a real opportunity to kind of see themselves in the whole world here because the same tactics that, I see on a, you know, it's interesting to wonder how intentional some of it is on the high levels because right. of how weird narcissism can be. It almost seems like when someone is severely narcissistic, it almost seems like an invading, like parasite has crawled into their consciousness. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about it on, on that intense level, but not to forgive anyone at the top by any means, but just to throw a whole different yeah. angle into it. You know, it may not just be dark magic. It could be yeah. a very auto situation going on, you know, like right. that. And like, you know, in Star Wars, like you, you want to immediately say like, listen, Palpatine, he's using, like you said, he's using dark side magic. That's the way he's doing all this stuff. But it's like that alone he, he had to want to, to learn how to do that. You know, right. he didn't just, he didn't just wake up from a dream and oh, all of a sudden I can do dark side magic. No, he, he, um, and, and there's actually a book I, I, I downloaded recently called Darth Plagueis, which, um, talks about him and his training and becoming a dark side apprentice. And, uh, you know, obviously Disney doesn't consider it part of the story anymore, but I don't right. really give a shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, I'm sure it's a great story and it goes in a lot of political stuff, but, um, so, so to the point we talked about earlier, you know, we need to recognize these concepts in ourselves, but we also need to recognize them in other people, you know, not even just totalitarians, yes. but just people we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I know me and you both have had to remove people from our lives that have some of these tendencies because if, it, if, it, if the psychopathy gets to a certain level, you can't even interact with somebody that has severe, severe narcissism. It, yeah. it's, just, it's, just like, it's just like running out of brick wall. You're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to get wall, And the brick wall throws bricks at you. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. And like, so, and I, and I talk about it briefly in this book. I don't get into all, all of these, but there's a great book that I'm going to read. It was called um, The Seven Deadly Sins of Narcissism. Came out in the, in the early 2000s. And the author, she, she, she pulls out seven traits. And we can kind of touch on these, some of these briefly. Yeah, sure. Of, of, of how narcissism works or like, you know, sub traits within that. So there's, um, shamelessness, magical thinking, which we talked about a little bit, arrogance, which is pretty self-explanatory, envy, entitlement, exploitation, and bad boundaries. Um, of those, you know, I, I go right to like the entitlement. You know, we see we see that look at every single politician, you know, and even like people in your, in your everyday lives, you know, um, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I look at a lot of people that are in their 
younger 20s, they have a lot of, and not I'm not saying every single person, but a lot of people believe that they are entitled to the world just yeah. by being here. Um, and in that, you know, in that can cause all kinds of all kinds of problems. Um, exploitation. I mean, exploiting other people for your for for your benefit to make yourself feel better, pushing other people down to make yourself feel better. We all we all knew that bully in school, right? That mm-hmm. would would pick on you, but they did that because their life sucked, and they had they had to put somebody else down to to make themselves feel better, which probably at the end of the day didn't even didn't even work. So right. um, a lot of, yeah. A lot so of they being, have to keep doing it over yeah. and over again. I mean, yeah. Yep. Yep. And like yeah. envy, envy, like, like, especially right now, people that aren't going along with the narrative, the people that are in charge, they wish that, that they could have the kind of freedom that, that's, that some of us have that aren't willing to, to play ball with some of this stuff. They, they wish they could have some of this freedom, but, but they're kind of too far in, right? They're, the hooks are too far in them. They're, they're, they've been blackmailed too far. They've, they've gone too far. They put everything, in, they, they put their pot in the, in the middle or, you know, poker analogy, whatever. They put it all, <laughs> they're all in, okay? Yes. They can't turn back. So like they, they, they in, implicitly hate all those other people and right. they're willing to do anything they can to, to hurt them and harm them. Absolutely. The, the, they use the past against everyone else. It's, it's an externalization of every, it's a projection and yeah. it's, it's, it, per, it literally permeates everything because th- these, you can't reason with people like that at all. And so that's, it comes full circle to when we always tell people like, you can't fix a broken system with the broken system. Yeah. And, you know, we keep voting, we keep just, playing the program over and over again it's it's unbelievable and not a lot of people that i've ever been in contact with really know narcissism on that level and how how like all encompassing it is it's really a a phenomenon of humanity for sure it feels like a a brain worm yeah i mean the government itself like not even a specific person you know that is narcissism it it thinks it thinks that it is so important it thinks that it thinks that all of us need them and then whenever whenever they realize that that you know a contingent of us don't need them, th- their brains are completely broken, and they they go into you know Hulk mode and exactly. get so, and, and get so pissed because they cannot understand why we would not want to play ball w- with them because in their in their minds in their fractured minds like we've been saying they th- they think everything that they're doing is right I, and that's part of it as well a, a, a part of it you know I think there's probably a delineation between, I guess, true evil and people who are doing things that they in their mind think are right. You know, just like everybody that went along with, with the Nazi party uh, in their minds, based on their propaganda, they've been, they've been fed. They thought they were doing what was right. And it was obviously, um, you know, not at all. So there's kind of, there's, there's, there's so many layers to that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. So let's get into some of the tactics that totalitarianism is known for because they are so obvious. And once you look into history, it's just, again, you see it repeating over and over and over again. We always reference the forties, but you can just keep on turning the timetables back further and further. And it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the biggest ones, you know, is, is, you know, gun control, 
try to find ways to take people's firearms away, you know, going back to, like you said, go back a long time, you know, um, Chinese communist leader Mao Zedong, he says, you know, you, you, you take the people's guns away before the massacre, you know, or, or maybe that was, maybe I may be confusing that with Stalin, but, but, but anyways, it's, it's, they, they try to find a way to, to take the guns away, but they obviously, um, pose that as listen, really dangerous people have guns. Okay. So we need to get the guns away from the dangerous people. But, but honestly, the, the percentage of, of, of people that, you know, use firearms illegally are going to continue to use firearms illegally. And this kind of stuff doesn't affect them. So you never see any of these measures really making a difference. Um, it's more or less taking and, and, you know, um, Charlie Robinson, who, you know, all of us know he's great, great. I call him the conspiracy Yoda. Yeah, um, yeah. He, shout out to Charlie. Charlie, you know, he wrote the forward for my book. So, you know, big, big shout out to him. You know, it was it was honestly like when I went on his show last year that I kind of started going down the process of of, of writing, of getting this in, in a kind of frame of context. So that's great. a big, big shout out to him. But, you know, one thing he always says is that when it comes to gun control and like he's not really even a big gun control gun, gun nut himself, but he just knows the, the psyop of that. He's like they want to take guns away when before they're about to do something that you would want to kill them for, you know, because um, just like we've been saying this whole time, they do all the things to to keep you safe. But then when you're backed into a corner, you know, what are you going to do? I I make the analogy of, you know, if a, if, if a burglar comes up to you and says, Hey, give me your guns, give me your money. Oh, okay. Yeah, here you go. Well, guess what? Just because they have all that stuff, they can still do whatever they want. That doesn't change anything just because you complied it doesn't change the, the scenario at all. They could still shoot you. They could still kick you in the head. It, it, it doesn't matter. So, you know, gun, con- gun control is a big one. Um, you know, enlisting people, you know, whether it's useful idiots, right? You, all, the, all, the, all the possibly fake people on, on Twitter we see that are parroting the same things over and over. You know, there's, the, right. there, there's those kind of people who are just meant to toe the party line. Um, and then there's, you know, obviously like mil- military contingent as well, because you can't just, you can't just run run through um, just like like Palpatine. He had to he had to get this clone army up and running um, and pro, literally program them, you know, and I think you can kind of see that um, how that works, you know, with our military. You know, they are programmed to. And, I, and just yeah, me, I you love, can even call them clones, uh, you know, yeah. because of how militant they have to be and and just follow orders, the brown shirts mm-hmm. and everything. It's interesting, too. Absolutely when you think about how the the metaphor kind of twists right in on itself too, because now we have AI and now Boston robotics is freaking me out like constantly, you know? So how literal, (laughs) how literal was George being? (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, clones, you know, they all had that kill switch in them and, you know, Palpatine flipped a switch and they all did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, that was a very, I think it was a very intentional thing that, that he, that he said there. And I think, you know, and obviously this isn't the area I've studied too much, but going back to kind of CIA, you know, brain manipulation, things like that, there's, there's even things I think in that where they could say a word and they would, you know, people was, would, would be this personality or do, or this, or Manchurian candidate cause them to go kill. So that kind of (laughs) stuff is, is very, um, very creepy and very, very scary um, in, in how that will play out. 
Have you seen some of those creepy videos all over Instagram of like some of the celebrities like freezing in time or like yeah. pop popping weird faces for like a minute straight on camera? And yeah. It's like, all right, fine. If they're not like, you know, secret murder weapons, maybe they're fucking with us or something, but yeah, something right, is right. happening on like, that like screen. Hillary, Hillary was like bobbing all like, like, yeah, what, or, or like there's one of Shaq just like, yes, pulling yes, a dumb he, face. And it's really the, creepy, man. They're doing like the NBA halftime show. And he's just like, and then yeah. he just kind of, and there's like a Beyonce one where she's like on stage, like twirling around. But then like, when you slow it down, you, you almost see like a demon face. Like it's really scary God. to actually look at because that, that one is probably very, very close to, to reality. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, even if it's just us seeing it, you know, it's our insight, <laughs> seeing what's yeah. really going on. Right. All connected, and, you know, obviously. and brainwashing, you know, that's kind of part of all of this. It's yeah, it's, pop it's culture. It, brainwashing us through through pop culture, both adults and children, you know, because if if somebody wants to be an authoritarian, they know that they need to get the younger generation in line, too, because. Um, they need somebody to step up when when that time comes, um, you know, look no farther than like 1984. Right. You know, mm -hmm. at, at that point, like these kids were spies and the parents were scared of them, you know, because yeah, so they were sad. scared. To, they were scared to think the wrong thing. And I mean, that's talk about how close we are to that. Like we said, with AI and that kind of stuff and, yeah, and kids, no kids. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's that's another aspect. And obviously, you know, genocide is really where. Th that's really the tipping point, you know, um, for them to where a lot of that, a lot of that kind of stuff leads to, you know, the gun control leads, leads right into that, you know, the, 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 the genocide stuff, it's, it's horrible and it's brutal and it's, and it's disgusting. And there's, it's, it's done for, you know, so many, so many different reasons. It's been done so many reasons over, over religion and, you know, whatever could happen in, in, in the future, but it's, you know, it's done for like eugenics purposes too. Right. I mean, people, right. they want to wipe out, you know, here's, here's the people from East, blah, blah, blah. And here's the people from West bubble. Like we hate those people. So we get rid of them. Now we just have our pure, our pure race, right. That's what we have now. And, and it's, it's, it's disgusting when, when people get to that point, but you know, that's why I talk about brainwashing leading up to that stuff, because when those kind of things happen, uh, the the people that are exterminated are seen as criminals mm -hmm. and they're they're or they're seen as less than human um obviously the 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 you know the world war ii stuff we all we all know about how all, how all that went down but you know it it's really no different than right now people who didn't get the the you know what you know are, are right. viewed as 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 non non-citizens i mean justin trudeau i think you posted this earlier justin trudeau was just saying something recently that they're not really part of the society in, in the uh, uh, president of France has said something recently to that effect too, that people who yeah, haven't been, should we tolerate these people? Ex exactly. Us. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, and, and I go into in detail in the book, I won't go into it too much here, but there's this whole thing that this guy lays out, uh, laid out. He was a former um, government official about the, the 10 stages of genocide. Yes. And you see how this stuff plays out. So no different than we talk about how a totalitarian regime is played out. There's all these sub things within there. So, the genocide it rolls out like the, the, the propaganda happens and it dehumanizes people and then they start preparing stuff and then it happens and then the very last stage which is the most frightening stage of this 10 stages of genocide after the genocide happens is denial they right. deny that anything even happened and um that's happened so many times in in history um you know one of my one of my favorite bands system of a down 
they've always talked about the Armenian genocide, yes. which occurred right in like the early 1900s, which was suppressed and repressed uh, all the knowledge, all the history for many, many years um, because the people that did it just would not take responsibility for it. And, you know, the people that put in the history books would not put that stuff in there. So it's, you, you see, that's, that's the most uh, terrifying thing to me is, is, is the denial of it, the denial of atrocities. Absolutely. Yeah. And what becomes of, and, and that's the thing that's a, you know, it seems like history is cyclical and um, we seem to all be already set up very vulnerably to be picked apart. And it's almost as if maybe it's our deep memory of the last time we were broken like this or something, mm -hmm. you know, the, right. the leftovers of us after all was revealed and, you know, all was apparent those that had to live with themselves or live with their lives. And yeah, that horrible mentality passing yeah. down through generations. And yeah, we talked about, it. we, you know, before the show, you and I were briefly touching on how narcissism is something that can get passed down generationally. Yeah. And, you know, you see it on the family level, you see it on in groups, but man, when it comes to these elites that are, you know, nepotism is the name of the game already for fucking centuries. It's like, mm -hmm. that is the most severe potent form of it that you can imagine. And right. it just comes together in the worst storm. And, you know, too, like in it's, and it's on, on the flip side, you know, there's like, like we're saying those, those terrible tendencies, those terrible traits get passed on for generation. You know, uh, one other terrible thing that happens too, is that there's always a contingent of people who, could have done something, but they didn't, or they did something right. too late, you know, and at the end of, you know, the prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith, you know, both Obi-Wan and Yoda were basically looking at each other, scratching their heads, like, like what the hell happened? Like they didn't realize anything that was going on that, that Palpatine was manipulating even them this entire time. And then, you know, they both basically, you know, went into isolation, went into exile for 20 years you know, and just contemplating on, you know, what went wrong and what they could have done better. And, you know, as we know, you know, things do, do turn out better in the end, but, you know, at, at that moment, you know, they had to be telling themselves like, damn, we trust, we trusted the government. We trusted our leaders. We did everything we were supposed to do. And then we even, but, but we were, we were too late. We were focused on, we were focused on the wrong thing. They were, they were led astray. They were focused on a war that right. was all manipulated by the by the Palpatine and they spent so much of their time focusing on that war they didn't spend any time um intro doing introspection doing meditation things that Jedi things that monks are are supposed to do yeah you just um, took the thought right out of my head man it's like man they go they they undo their own vows of you know the Jedi order almost it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. And, and that and was that's what they do don't they they get us to act like them Yes. You know, I was just talking to my wife upstairs about when Gaddafi fell, when Muammar Gaddafi was given over to the people. At least, I mean, hey, it's been a long time. I don't know how manipulated that story was. You know, who knows? We're saying he was evil. Right. When the when the U.S. government says that about other leaders, I guess you kind of have to wonder what's really going on. But whatever the the face on 
the 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 front facing story of Qaddafi when they handed him over and the people basically just ripped him to shreds and let him get you know they were raping him all kinds of horrible things and that was like the biggest sorrow for me in that moment when I saw that on the news back then because I was like they've become exactly yeah. as he has raised them to be yes and man if that's not cyclical as well and yeah. we're talking about that lasting scar and perhaps that too, maybe even what a lot of people in our community, even you, even me are feeling this kind of negative, this rage, this anger towards the, that part of our society that's doing this or the ones that are manipulating them. What if our wrath and our rage is also part of that carrying scar that creates those generational curses too? Right. Right. It's a whole conversation about like your energy, you're, you're loose, right. You're, yeah. you're, you're expending, you can expend it however you want. Right. Like we all have, a, have an internal budget of our own energy that we can spend yeah. on anything. And, you know, it, sometimes it's fun to laugh and yell and cry and whatever about some of this stuff, but it's like, you're right. At the end of the day, is that energy just being harnessed uh, against us? Should we just being, should we just rather be spending time you know, setting up a parallel community or something, or just focusing on our friends, our family, you know, things we like to do, music, you know, our, our podcast, all this kind of stuff. There's so, and I think we all go, go down that, down that rabbit hole, but I think it's, um, it's a balancing act. We all have to play in that when you start to kind of see yourself going, they're like, listen, I just need to cut my disconnect for a little bit here. You know, the, the, me being on Twitter is scrolling through 35 more posts. It's not going to there's, there's, there's not going to be a positive aspect of that. Even if I learn something really new, it's probably something really terrible. Yeah. Know, also. <laughs> so, so maybe, at the, maybe not when I go take a walk instead, mm. you know? So I think it's all about harnessing that energy and, um, and focusing, and, you know, the Jedi did not do that. It was a hundred percent focused on, you know, basically statism, right? They just, they just, they just did everything the government told them to do. And, yeah. you know, the government was being run by, by Satan, but he was, he was being run by Lucifer. And, right. you know, they, they realized it too late, but at that point it was, it was, it, it was, it was pointless. So it's, it's, and that's kind of, you know, kind of the point of the book is, you know, there's, there's these, there's these signs, there's these signs, there's these little warnings that you can kind of see whenever you hear leaders saying stuff. Right. Um, you know, the simplest one is, yeah, hey, I'm trying to, we need, we, we, we want to keep you safe. Like you need to do something to keep yourself safe. Like, you're not doing the right thing. And it's like, it's like, wait a second. I, I am just because you're telling me there's something I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not, that doesn't change. That shouldn't change my life. And unfortunately, so that it's, 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 it's nailed into us so, so much on and on and on throughout um, pop culture, throughout, throughout, you know, um, TV, mainstream, all that kind of stuff. And to a certain point, it just, be, people just, it, they just internalize that and they, and they paired it back out. And that's just kind of, how they are and, and how they live. And it's, it's kind of sad. It's a denial of nature on all levels, right? Because uh, you know, what you're talking about here is kind of like a natural law kind of theme. And that's something that has been just removed from our dialect. It's been removed from our culture. Uh, it's one of the most banned topics or warned about topics on YouTube that I've seen in recent years, since I've been getting into it so many, not, I mean, you could find plenty of videos on, on it, natural law on youtube but i think some of the heavier hitters the people that are really digging in deep and they know all the right wording to really express what we need to know 
in the right way are getting super censored. Like I'll yeah. bring up this guy, shameless plug, uh, this guy, Mark Passio. Um, if you haven't heard of him, everybody should go check out his work. Um, I'd like to get him on the show at some point because he has a lot of work on, on natural law and it's, it's removed and banned and shadow banned and all that stuff. And it's the thing is we've, we've been divorced from it for so long. We just don't know what it is and, and we can even find it silly, but it's just an unwritten form of human behavior that is undeniable. And what totalitarianism seems to me is that it's just, as always, it's a denial of that nature and they deny it on every level they possibly can, you know? Right. Right. And even, you know, just the word itself, nature, you know, um, one thing I always think about in Star Wars is that you see a sharp contrast between societies that live focused on nature and the world and, and in the, that surroundings versus like this technological monster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many examples, like look at the Ewoks, the original Star Wars, right? Kind of this rudimentary kind of society, but them all banding together is able to do great things and topple these giant machines that come into their, their village. And then look back at episode one, you know, um, sorry, I'm going to mention Jar Jar. With the Gungans. Favorite. Yeah. The, the Gungans, they, they, they take out the, the, the droid army. And then you see the Wookiees do it again in, in episode three. And then um, I started watching this new Boba Fett series. And now, you know, spoiler alert for anybody. It's not, not really a spoiler, but he's, he's living amongst like the sand people and they're mm, yeah. trying to, trying to take out some of these technological things in the area because like, I think they have a hatred of technology. I, I don't know what the story is, but like they're us, they, yeah, they're, 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 they're us. But um, a lot of these, <laughs> but a lot of these, a lot of these stories I think are very important because they end up um, it, it's kind of a hopeful story of, you know, using, using nature, using things that are natural, right. Using, you know, when we talk about natural, natural law, natural elements, all this kind of stuff against these things that are in essence, unnatural, whether it's an un unnatural law, whether it's an unnatural machine, right. They, these things were not organically created. You know, right. these things are, are really um, a slap in the face of kind of how things were, were created. So I, I think in, in star Wars, that's kind of an, an important important thing on, on a very symbolic level, not just on a kind of a war slash rebellion kind of level, but just, just that that side um, is, is a lot of times ultimately victorious over that unnaturalness. Yeah. I like the way you put that. It's interesting too. I, I honestly never really zoned in on this. The fact that they, the empire does not seem to, at least in the movies, have a home planet. There is no home right. because there's no sentiment left. Yeah. It's gone. Just be mobile, be more efficient, you know, yeah. be automated. It's, it's exactly yeah. where we're headed to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have, they have their, they have their death star. I mean, they have right. their home away home. from home. <laughs> they have their, they have that capital city, but that's not really. Oh, okay. Where is that? But, Where's the capital city? Uh, Coruscant. So like they basically. I think some of the story goes that like they destroyed the Jedi temple and probably built like a Sith shrine or, or something there okay. in, in its stead or something. But, but that's, but it was, it wasn't really like their, their home, but you're right. Like you see the, they're Death everywhere. Star. They're everywhere. Even <laughs> right. in, um, even in like the, the, the Disney movies, right? Like they're just, they're, they're out. These, they're all these like space hobos basically, but they got these humongous, <laughs> these humongous ass spaceships, but it's like, it's like a floating city. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like a motorcycle gang, but way more right. intense. <laughs> right. It's like it's like they they have so much power, but like they also have no emotional kind of center. You know, right. I think that's kind of a very and it kind of goes back to the the tactics. And you know, one thing I I don't talk about in the book, but I just kind of thought of is um there's an animated series called Star Wars Rebels, which it took place a few years before like the original movie. So it's as the rebels are kind of trying to build up. And there was an episode where um, a rebel spy and an Imperial officer are both stranded on this like moon. Right. And they both, so they, so it's kind of like that story. It's like, Oh, they're enemies, but they have to kind of work together to kind of get out of the situation. And sure enough, they do. But at the end of the day, the rebel goes back to his team and everybody's giving him hugs and high fives and this and that. And the, and it's kind of giving me chills. It's kind of sad. The Imperial officer goes back to his base and just goes sits in his room like nobody he has he gets no thanks he gets no credit he gets there's nothing there's just a coldness mm -hmm. about it and i think i think that's very important because i think a lot of people think that aligning with these governments aligning with these totalitarian it's 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 like a warm fuzzy feeling it's like you're part of a family but they don't see you as part of a family they just see you as a tool that once that tool gets bent or once we have a better tool you're going in the garbage. It, it's a very, very important point that nobody ever learns. And we can talk about it to death, but the people that are aligning themselves with that, they will never, they will never learn. They're already too far in. They will never learn until it's too late, until they're rounded up and whatever. You know, it's it's very, it's very, it's very sad. But at the same time, we all make choices in life. And if you make bad choices, you're gonna have to pay the consequences for those. Right. I would say that. Um, I know some people that are are on the fence right now and and maybe it is still too late ultimately or something. I, I don't like to think that way necessarily yeah. yet, but um, you know, they're coming into the the game quite friggin' late, obviously. Yeah. But um for people like that that are kind of still on the fence, why don't we get into some of the Star Warsian dialectic and how it relates and parallels to a lot of the totalitarian terminology and, and things like sure. that? Yeah, sure. So um, so I kind of created this kind of three-step process and, and like we said uh, at, at the top it's it's very similar to what we always talk about the problem reaction solution right you know the mm. a, a problem is is created by the people in, in power it, it brings it, it elicits a reaction um things something needs to change something needs to happen um and then they have and they provide a solution but you know all those times the solution they wanted they wanted at the beginning so they kind of create a fictitious problem so when i think about star wars um Palpatine does the same thing in, in the prequels. You know, he creates these problems. But as I was reading through the novels and watching the movies, they keep using the word crisis. You know, this is a crisis. This is a crisis. There's a, the Naboo crisis. There's a crisis with this separatist army attack. So, like, I'm like, why don't we put the word crisis there instead of problem? Because I think problem, I think it, 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 it does what you need it to do. But when you have the word crisis, I think that, uh, that it ratchets it way, way the fuck up. It, um, you know, the, the, the COVID crisis, the 9-11 crisis, all, these are, these are all encompassing crises that affect nearly everybody, you know? Um, so, so it, there's always a crisis that, that happens. And, you know, I'll, I'll just use, I'll just use one example. It's from, um, you know, the, uh, the Phantom Menace, the, the first movie in the Star Wars, in the prequel trilogy, you know, there's a, a tra there's some trade, there's a trade dispute. The people, um, are 
this trade federation is blockading the planet of Naboo. There's a war starting to happen. So, you know, that's a huge crisis. You know, there's there people they're invading this planet. All these the people are being rounded up. There's, there's going to be war. This and that people are going to be dying, et cetera. So that's a crisis. That's a crisis. Right. Um, and then you get to kind of the second phase, which, you know, in the problem, it's reaction. And, you know, there's always a reaction because, you know, you say, oh, my God, something needs to happen. So instead of the word reaction, I wanted to make it something more, um, more like a verb, like, like something that's being done, like okay. something is, ha- something is specifically happening. So if we use the word cr- uh, consent in there, so now we have crisis and we have consent mm-hmm. because consent is, yes. is, consent is key. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons where we are in, in the, in the past two years, COVID crisis is because right. everybody has consented to doing x y or z we, we all know always all... the reaction the reaction is yes. the consent yes whatever yes. the consent looks like it's always that okay yes like so, that. so 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 you know people have given consent for this and that and in 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 um in star wars you know the consent that needed to happen was that the the senators um had to realize ha- had to be made to realize that their current leader wasn't doing anything about this crisis Right. You know, he was too bogged down in, in bureaucracy. There's probably some, you know, shady dealings going on there. So they gave the consent to um, put in put in an order for um, a vote of no confidence against this leader. OK, so they say, listen, we, we, we all agree. Um, and of course, Palpatine made people made people to agree. We all agree that, you know, we consent something needs to change. OK. And then you get to the third phase, which, you know, problem, reaction, solution. In this one, we're calling it um, crisis, consent, and control. You know, the solution, it always is about control anyway. It's always so control. <laughs> it's always about control. So the, the control in this is that, you know, Palpatine manipulated this crisis from the start. You know, if, you, if anybody listening, go back and watch those movies. He manipulated both sides of this, this event to happen um, from, the, from the trade dispute and then from the other side. So he manipulated all that to happen. He caused the consent to, 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 for people to want to get that leader out. And then he gains control, you know, and then you see, you basically see this process repeated in each of those prequel movies in, in a, in a one way, shape or form. And even in some animated stuff, which I talk about too. So it's, um, and, and it's a role that I think we can all understand and, and, and see how that, that, that happens. Um, you know, obviously like, like we said a little bit about the, COVID stuff, not to get too crazy because we've all talked this, talked this shit to death, but you know, the, the, the COVID crisis, right? There's a crisis, there's a disease, blah, blah, blah. You know, we all consent. Okay. Now we'll, we'll lock down. Now we'll wear masks. Now we'll do this. Now we'll do that. And then ultimately the, the government now knows they can have more control. If this is the end game for them, I don't know, but at, at least part of their science project was to find out how, you know, what contingent of people were willing to consent you know, for, for this big giant um, thing here. And then, and then the control right now, they want to um, probably do track and trace stuff, more surveillance, more vaccine passports, this and that any, in any, and all ways to control people even more is, is where it is and where it's heading to. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it always, it always ends there with control. And it, it is interesting about the end game aspect because I think everyone 
who says they hate us, they hate you. They're pretty spot on about that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they want to deal with us as much as as they have. To. They they don't want to deal with us any more than they absolutely have to. You know what I mean? So I, I'm very curious about like, yeah, they want to know where we are at all times. I get that. Like the whole having everyone on lock and key and and making more money for themselves. It, it's weird to know that they clearly have a lot more wisdom about the situation on earth than us peasants do, right? Because they're locked into the control mechanism. Yet they want to continue to run the jail it's very weird i don't know if you think about that often but it gets me hung up quite often and that leads me into all sorts of fantastical ridiculousness like the 13 families and the bloodlines and how far back this goes and why would someone give a shit about a thousand years from now just because of their lineage right uh, maybe a few guys here and there but it's creepy how deep-rooted it goes and i'm not sure if there's any parallels probably more in the novels than than the movies itself but is that a possible parallel that i'm unaware of in star wars do they does george ever dig into like like some parallels with like deeper conspiracies or anything about like how far back or is it just start with palpatine does that kind of represent that aspect yeah i think it just i think it just kind of represents that that aspect you know i, I know for him Excuse me, you know, for him, it all it all goes back to like World War Two. He was a huge World War Two buff, mm-hmm. you know, so so that's really where hit a lot of his stuff, even even, you know, the tertiary stuff, like how the planes were flying and this and that, you know, he, he studied all that kind of stuff. And but then he kind of knew how, you know, the, the rise of of Hitler and all that. But I think, you know, um, one thing I will say to what to your point just there is why they want to keep doing this. Mm. Um is it? I, mean, I wouldn't want to. My God, no. that seems like a lot of annoying responsibility. Yeah, from a sociopathic point of view. <laughs> and it's almost just—is it just—is it just a gigantic game to them? Do they like just? Do they like torturing people? I mean, we know they like torturing people, and we don't have to get into all that kind of stuff. But we know they—they they like they like torture, mm-hmm. and you know they love that. I know. I see you have that King Kill thirty three back there. You know they love the revelation of the method, right? right. They love. They, they love that they can slowly put this stuff out into the ether for us to see, knowing damn well what's going to happen and us not really being able to stop it to a certain extent. I think mm-hmm. they, they love that, that kind of stuff. It's like, I think about that. I don't know if you ever saw that horror movie of, um, it was this guy in Australia where he would capture people and then he would let them free. And then he'd just be hunting them like with his sniper rifle. Like this, do they have that kind of sick psychotic, mentality that they want dangerous game yeah yeah like like is that the only way like for them to get off right was that's that's the only thing that 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 gets them to a level right because they've they've done everything else under the sun that let's just play with humanity at this point and it's it's we'll, we'll never be able to really understand that kind of thinking but you know that could be part of it but you're right i mean it it's either that or they're they are more incompetent than we think you know, I think maybe that we give them too much credit sometimes because if they really wanted wanted to do this right, they probably could have years ago, and right. they and they ne- and they never did. So perhaps it's, it's just it, the force ghost and the machine running things, and it's really not the individuals. You know, it's the Hydra metaphor: cut one head right. off, ten grow back, or three grow back, or whatever it is, because it's really not. 
the human, the individual that's doing this, it's back to that narcissism thing. It almost feels like some kind of possession on humanity. It's yeah. very bizarre. Have you ever heard of um, George Lucas's first movie called THX 1138? Yeah, and it's been way too long since I've seen it. And it's a, gr- I, re- I do remember it being grueling because it was slower. Yeah. It was his first film, but, but the messaging, I, yeah. I was too young to really pick up on it. But I've looked back on that many times ago. I got to rewatch that. That's yeah. got to be one. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's one where it's, um, it's like a totalitarian government, but like you never really even see who's in control. You know, and, and there was kind of a weird, um, you know, and, and there's just constant messages just being pumped into all the public arenas. Right. You know, like like, listen, make sure you do this. Buy more economy. Like all these just catchphrases. And it's mm. kind of silly when you hear like it, they but, live. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like they live or it's like when you walk into like a CVS, it's the same. It's the same damn thing. You hear these things being pumped, like make sure you stay six feet away. Make sure you follow the line. I'm like. Am I living vaccinated in this, here? Yeah. Am I living in this freaking freaking movie? But like, you know, one w- w- weird thing about that, that movie, and I definitely encourage anybody to check that out. You know, that kind of got Lucas down this um, totalitarianism um, topic is that one shot throughout the movie, and it cannot be coincidental, is that it shows this huge circuit board of all this stuff of all the, you know, it, it's probably programming all these messages being shot out there, but on this circuit board, on these wires, is sitting a lizard and I'm, I, I saw that and I paused and I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a second. That's either just him just being weird or him trying to say to your point, like it's, is maybe, is there something more? Is there another force going on here that he's just trying to like, like, like nudge us with, or is he, <laughs> or is he just telling, telling a joke? But I think it, it's kind of, it was for, to me, it was almost kind of like a wizard of Oz kind of moment. Like, is this whatever this is supposed to be? Is this the one really, really running, the, running the stuff? You, right. you don't know. It's it's left ambiguous, which I kind of like about movies sometimes. Yeah, this parallels something I, I heard recently, and even though I don't like the source from where I heard it, and I won't mention the name, but it was a government official involved in the the UAP, um, you know, ridiculousness mm-hmm. that's been going on for mm-hmm. so long. But God, he said, I'll, I'll paraphrase that, you know. The, they compartmentalize the information and they, they do mini disclosures because if you were to ever see what's really going on behind, behind the closed doors and what the, what the you, the phenomenon really is all about, your brains would melt into pieces. It's not yeah. just that we'd have pandemonium on the planet because there'd be aliens. It is so bizarre. And, and honestly, I, I again, I don't like the source because I think they spin a good game. The, that's all they're ever doing. But that's always been my yeah. take too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. We're imagining gray aliens and reptilians and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the whole, I mean, this is to go on off on a completely different tail, tear, but I kind of feel like at least the aliens that they're trying to sell us on is all a big psyop for something yep. so fucking bizarre that yeah, oh, yeah they probably can't tell us not yeah. for our safety though not because our brains would melt and they would feel bad for some other reason i don't know i don't know man yeah. it's there's yeah, there's, something a, there's a reason there's a, there's a reason we think that these little they're these little green guys they're the reason we think they're et you know because it's just they have to give us this kind of comedic little funny 
funny right. thing to, to make it seem so silly and so ridiculous that or even like Bigfoot, like anytime you bring that stuff up, like, oh, you're just a crazy person. It's like, well, no, right. we've been programmed to think that anybody who believes in that stuff is a crazy person or they just watch too many movies. But there's something deeper going on. And, you know, even in a Star actually a Star Wars parallel to that is that um, the Jedi kind of start to get wind of what Palpatine's doing. Um, like with these clones that he has, right? They, they started to figure out that how these clones were created is kind of not um, what it was, not not the way it was meant to happen. And Yoda basically says, kind of what you just said right there, what, what the government official says, like, listen, we can't let this stuff get out into the public because then if people don't, if people are um, uh, uncomfortable or, or unsure about how these clones were created, then they're not going to, you know, trust them going forward. Or, right. and, and all kinds of other stuff. And they're not going to trust us because we're the ones who went along with this the whole time. So that was kind of part of their self-manipulation yeah, into hubris, it, hubris to their own part. They were the, the fog of the fog of war, the fog of the dark side. Yes. It kind of started started bringing them down. And that was Palpatine's whole plan it was like just destroy these guys from the inside out but because because they had those kind of fears because of what the public would think if that stuff came out. Mm -hmm. And man, I mean, you know me, I love the the religion and the spiritual side of it. And this is every nemesis, every, every Satan, uh, they're all like this. They have all this same totalitarian quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I often cite that, that Satan sounds a lot like system and they share all the same qualities. So, you know, th this going back to Star Wars, bringing it back to Star Wars, man, what do you think? Do you think uh, I kind of asked you a similar question at the end of our last talk, but I'll ask it to you again in a different way. Do you think movies in general that have all this quote unquote predictive programming in it? Do you think we are even understanding predictive programming efficiently? Or do you think there's a piece of it that's still missing because of all of our unknowns for what I'm getting at is are the movies giving us solutions or are they programming us into slavery in your opinion? Right. Right. Or so you yeah, think it could be a little bit of both. I just want your opinion on that. Yeah. So, so is it kind of that um, revelation of the method, right? It's like, we're, we're telling you what's going to happen and there's no damn way you're gonna be able to stop it. Or this is a way to, for it to, to be, to be changed, to be fixed. I, yeah. I think, I think they're partially true, but I think that, when they when they give us like the hope like i think we may have touched on this a little bit last time but i think it's worth going over again but one of the big keys of star wars is hope and right. you know i think hope is eternal hope is is forever hope is very 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 important i don't want to i don't want to lose that out from from what i'm about to say but i think when they tell us about hope in movies i think they're telling us that hey you can you can do anything you can fight back you can do this you can do that you can be anything you want you can be Luke Skywalker, you can do this. And, and I think, and uh, mind you, I think that's a great thing to think. And I think that's, it, it's great for us to um, do, do what we're doing, right. Fighting back against this and that, but it's like, at the same time, do they know that in the, in the real world that, you know, I guess I'll quote Star Trek, you know, resistance is futile. I was just going to say, you, it's you, know? Futile. <laughs> you know, like, do they, do they kind of know that in like, look at something else, like, you know, the hunger games or, anything else where there's like a rebellion that's brewing that they're fighting back. It's, it's a great concept, but 
but how does that work in actuality? You know, going back to your point about, you know, the Gaddafi thing, um, a lot, a lot of rebellions, I think throughout history just end up becoming the thing that they were fighting against. Right. Um, right. You know, they, they, they end up as, as, as terrible as that. So, so I think, I think that's part of it. I mean, I think, I think there also is some legitimate hope that, that they are trying to show. And also just to give people a little bit of um, breathe, a breather outside of their real lives for a few minutes. I think that's very important. Um, but, but also I think that, I think they are giving us some truths, but they're giving us, you know, 130 out of the thousand piece puzzle that we're, 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 we're intentionally never going to be able to, to kind of figure out. Um, I mean, I think, I think we all have the thoughts and ideas about how, how some of this stuff works and what they're trying to, to tell us with, with this, but it's, it's, I don't think j- just based on pure time, I don't think any of us are going to be able to. <laughs> To, to ingest all that knowledge, you know, right. just because of the time, the time we're given um, to, to know that kind of stuff. But I think, I, I think there's, and I think there's some, I, I will give, give credit that some of it may be unintentional too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's always an aspect, I think, you know, sometimes the simplest dance, the simplest explanation is the simplest thing. It's that, you know, yeah. some of these things are, are in there because, you know, George Lucas thought it was a cool idea or this right. and that. I, I, I wouldn't think, I don't think every single thing is a, a psyop or, or, or this and that. And, right. you know, when, when psyop with star Wars in general and most sci-fi is that, you know, working side by side with robots, right? Like exactly. that's kind of, that's kind of the future. And, and, but that's, but that's true. I mean, that's, that's an actual thing that's, that was happening then that's happening more and more now too. So. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like predictive programming. It's a fine line between like how much is everyone is all parts of our of consciousness on this planet being predictively programmed into a flow of of history or something like that you know maybe it is out of everyone's control and they just know it or something like that you know yeah but it also brings me to an interesting thought you made me think of this and this this is actually pretty spiritually aligned with other traditionals uh spiritual thinking is that maybe the fact that the rebellion becomes the totalitarian eventually, maybe that's the only way we all, I don't know, in like some sort of macro sense, understand one another, you know, maybe that's how you walk a mile in someone else's shoes. You find out the roots of the narcissist and what happened to create that. I don't know. Yeah. That's more of a spirit side thing. But, but, you know, they, they, you know, outside of everything kind of getting to experience that understanding, but yeah. um, But, you know, you think about, you think about villains in movies and, you know, Adam driver who played uh, Kylo Ren, you know, the villain in the new movies, he had a really great, great quote. And he's actually an ex military guy. He doesn't do many interviews, but he said that, you know, every, you know, villains, villains see themselves as the hero. Right. And I think, and I think that's, that's important because to your, to your point, you don't really know what that, you know, villain is, is going through. Not that, you know, you may, may care, but at the same time, we, it's about understanding. It's about understanding how people are, where they were, where they are now, where they're, where they're going. Because if you don't have that understanding of, you know, like we was talking about earlier about those traits of the, of those people mm-hmm. and, and how they grow from so many different circumstances, you know, well, one thing I mentioned in the book is that, you know, children that grow up in either like a very like physically or sexually abusive environment or kids that are, are just living in like an, like an apathetic environment where they yeah, don't receive emotion. any love. And right. um, yeah, like emotional neurons are not firing yeah. 
uh, throughout their life. And, and that's, it's very sad. And it makes me very sad to know that there's people that, that have some, some of that, not saying they all turn out to be terrible people because these things can adapt and, and evolve, but, but, but they're playing with a, with half a deck, unfortunately. And those people can be manipulated by these type of um, organizations to, to do terrible things because they, uh, they're used to that negativity. Yeah, it's uh, you like know, unchecked unfortunate. behavior. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, the narcissist or the victim of the narcissist that doesn't go through the self-discovery process. And, and, right. and, and, and unfortunately I think of course that self-discovery, that awakening, whatever you want to call it, that's not a guarantee in life. Right. It doesn't happen to everybody. You can meditate all you want. You can take as many psychedelics as you want. You don't necessarily get that. You don't. Right. I mean, I, I know it's being kind of sold that way in our culture these days. Like just get to these other realms and you'll figure it out. You'll get to that spiritual zone or whatever. But I think a lot of people end up chasing it forever or they yeah. don't, or they never come to the realization mm. that it even is existent, you know, and, and yeah. it's real. So they run these horrible cycles forever without ever knowing the potential of getting rid of it. And it is, it's very tragic in that sense. Yeah. Where yeah. awareness, right? So spread more yeah. awareness. Hey, quick, quick rabbit trail. Are you, are you sure. going to start? Are you into Star Trek at all? Uh, not as much as I would like to be. I know yeah. a lot of some of the lore, but not in anywhere near as much as I, I would love to get more yeah. into like the classic movies and stuff and even watch yeah. generation again. I'm, I'm with you. You know, it's one thing that I've, I've wanted to get into it, but you know, it's one of those like right versus left things or like, you can't like Star Wars and Star oh, Trek, kind of right. but like that's horse shit. Like, but yeah, you know, dude, but the what, wrath of con man. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I really want to, to look into that stuff more uh, specifically because, and I kind of want your take since you know, probably a little bit more about this than I do, but both Star Wars and Star Trek technically have like a totalitarian government, right? Because in, in Star Trek, it's technically like a one universe government, isn't it? Like this federation? Yeah, well, I, How does that yeah, work? Well, so it really depends because you have... So in Star Wars, the all the races are so intermingled and you get a little bit of that in Star, Star Trek, at least from my understanding. I am not a Trek guy, so I... I could be corrected very fast, but, but in my understanding, the uh, different races and species from all over the galaxies aren't as together as they okay. are in star Wars. Uh, you had the Klingons that, you know, hate everybody, but you know, it's a very warlike species and, and they very bad relations. And, you know, the whole idea of, the uh what's what do they call that the the directive the the primary directive or something yeah uh -huh. do not uh interact with other species for the most part unless they're at least as advanced as you are and everything um it is a different setup for sure but it is curious that if anything you're kind of seeing the the totalitarian government from the protagonist point of view right where you are off right fucking green women and and battling lizards <laughs> and stuff and it's interesting they turned it into a yeah. hero thing or that's of course, that's kind of what i heard because... did that before star wars i believe so yeah because yeah. that's what that's what i heard about about roddenberry i heard that he had some type of communistic leanings himself Ooh. so so like you said making it from a protagonist perspective like this is a great thing you know we're all sharing we're sh sharing the galaxy right. this is this is awesome like <laughs> nothing can go wrong and 
but to your point, it's like you, when you're looking at it from that point of view, every, you, you're always the good guy, you know, look at mm. America circa 2002, 2003, we were all gung ho. Like, yeah, go get those motherfuckers. You know, we, 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 we got to go America. get them. <laughs> right yeah, away, man. America. <laughs> Just like that ultimate sarcasm in that movie was the best analogy for what, yes. what you're talking about just america you know it's yes. just so over the top and like you know i can talk now about you know how war is terrible and all this stuff but like i was back I, I, i'm not gonna lie back then i was like oh go bomb these people back to the stone age go do this go do that <laughs> it's because the propaganda was telling me like that's what i need to do that's the that's the american way that's what we needed to do but it's like no, we were the we were the villain in that in that story, <laughs> yeah. and you know, history <laughs> will will tell that. It's it's very it's it's sad to 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 think about that, but I think it's all about understanding where we were and how we can all change. I think all of us you have changed our mentality since then ab about really understanding what's happening. But it's like let's and I think with what's happened in the past few years, like let's not let ourselves go down that rabbit hole again mm. and yeah, things that would. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and that was it. Just like not just trust that that the government is 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 has our best interests in mind and that yeah what what we do and what we should say should be what they're what they're telling us to do. So I think we've kind of learned from that, hopefully. Yeah, like learn from history finally. Um it's an old one and I know it's it's actually kind of the, at least the original is kind of divisive. Uh Zeitgeist uh came out yeah. in 2005 mm -hmm. I think. 2000 maybe later. But um Peter Joseph the the director uh, love him, hate him, disagree with some of what he says. He was a brilliant, he delivered the information in a brilliant fashion, especially in the second movie, which was called Zeitgeist Addendum. For anybody that hasn't seen it, it's old, but I think at least that second movie, the first half really stands up um, from my perspective, where he takes us all through the 20th century of all these other countries where we were basically running game on them the whole time and and you know may forcing them to outsource and all this and started out with kermit roosevelt but he was a card carrying cia member so we got to stop doing that shit we got to start bringing in some chase manhattan people and some some private sector guys and they if they get caught who cares we sell them out we don't care about them right. but so they show this and for a for an audience at our age mid you know we're both mid 30s back then when i saw this and it was just lining up all this right up into something that was relevant to me with Saddam Hussein and the Gulf War and all of this. I started to go, oh, holy shit. He just paints this perfect picture. of, Oh, yeah. Guess what? This ain't just history. This yeah. is happening right before your very eyes. And it's the same thing over and yep. over again. Learn from history. Do you think that we are? able to learn from history this time or would do you think possibly before the holocaust or the you know something horrible like this in history or you know a, a previous reset or something do you think those people were also saying well we're pretty put together we're gonna figure this out beforehand you know we're not gonna repeat history again because we right. remember history right. what do you think it was what do you think uh, yeah, I think I think we I think we want to think that we have that that kind of stuff figured out. And either, you know, like we said earlier, one of two things is that the the, the powers that be are incompetent or they they have a, a, an extra plan B, plan C, plan D for us. That's something that we haven't even considered or, 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 or contemplated. You know, you know, one thing I, I thought of, like a, a crazy thought, you know, is that everybody is is. Everybody, you know, a lot of people that I know, a lot of people in the 
truth community, et cetera, is very big into, you know, the second amendment, right. You know, it's very, very important is you can, you can protect yourself and you can protect your land, this and that. For all we know, they have some machine that can make all your guns just disintegrate or all your bullets just implode, you know? So like we all think that we have these solutions, but I think they may already, maybe they're already a step ahead of that stuff. Um, but I think, I think being, being hopeful is, is the, the key to, to all of it, regardless of if in the end we all get wiped out or we're all sent to, you know, Australia, you know, or, 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 or something, you know, regardless of, of what ends up happening, I think we need to keep that, that positive mindset. And like we've talked about it before is that we can't get dragged down into the mud to play on their playing field because their, their playing field is not on that spiritual emotional plane that we deserve to be on. You know, we, we don't, we don't deserve to be, to be taken down, but we can only be taken down by ourselves. Right. So I, I think, um, I think to, to your, to your question, do we kind of have it, have it figured out? I think a contingent of us haven't figured out whether that's enough to, to, to do anything. I, I don't know. And you've even seen when people have tried to get organized, like the anniversary we're about to come up on, yeah. you know, it, just for a peaceful event, mm-hmm. they were able to spin that in, in a certain way. So it, that was a huge false flag to de-incentivize people to band together. Um, that was a huge, huge blow, I think, mm-hmm. to to possible connectivity that people could have made going going forward. But but I'm all, I'm I'm, I'm eternally hopeful about everything. I always I always feel that there is there is a plan for things that we're all we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for a reason, and that you know it, it's all it's different for everybody, right? You know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're doing podcasts now. We weren't doing podcasts, you know, three or four years ago. And, and, and here we are put, putting up, putting this, putting this stuff out here. And it's, and it's awesome. We're meeting awesome people and, and learning and experiencing things and, and laughing and, you know, at the absurdity yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I just, there, there's an a, eternal hope that I, I want to have. And I always want to convey. And I think that Star Wars conveys as well. And, you know, even in, at the end of that prequel era, you know, the novel, specifically says you know like even in the darkest of night there are some that dream of dawn you know so there's yes. always there's always another chapter whether that like you said that was you know a, a reset a, a something that we may not really know um i think i i think i think there's hope hell yeah man i would agree and i would take it even a weirder step further and say that maybe from a uh you know a, a transcendental point of view we could say that we look at all of the drama of life, all of the negative and all of the good after all is said and done, maybe someday. And we, we say, well, it was all just like playing a game, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it does turn out that way, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> and, and depending on how people feel about religious spirituality, you know, death is not the finality, right. you know, death is the end of one existence and the beginning of another. So regardless you know, where people stand on that, I think that's kind of a, a universal, a universal fact there. Hell yeah, man. Well, the book is intergalactic totalitarianism. I loved it. And I'm going to be referencing it for a while. I got my little, uh, my little page markers in here and stuff, but uh, you did a great job on it, dude. Congratulations. Thanks again for coming on. And for anybody who hasn't picked it up yet, please pick it up, reach out or you get it through Amazon, right? Yeah. You you can get it on Amazon. You can get the paperback version. You can get the Kindle version in. And currently in, in progress, you know, when the, when this show drops, I'm working 
really hard on the audiobook version. I know people have been asking me about the audiobook version. I do a podcast. I have to do an audiobook version. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't not do an audiobook. So it's it's I'm taking a lot of time to do it. I'm really um, for, for anybody listening, you know, I, I'm doing it just like I do my podcast. I'm adding, I'm, I'm doing a lot of editing. I'm doing a lot of uh, background music, sound effects, that kind nice. of stuff. I really, I really want to make it like a really, really cool I- experience. And b- because I think, I, I think that makes, I think that makes it more, more fun for the listeners. And also it, it may, um, you may not be able to hear some of my audio uh, uh, deficiencies in it as well. <laughs> so by adding a lot of those different other layers in there, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working real hard on that. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, conspiracy underscore Kyle. Um, and I'll, I'll let everybody know when that drops. Awesome, man. That's so great. And yeah, you definitely cannot outsource the audiobook. You got to do it yourself as a podcast. No. You know? There's no question at all. So I'm glad you're doing that, dude. That's going to reach a lot of people. And you're right. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and some of them cross the line between a performance and just a reading. And yeah. it really gets the reader involved and it, yeah. it gives that extra dimension back to you that I think you can lose sometimes with uh, audio nonfiction, you know, information. Right. It's <clears throat> sometimes it's harder to retain. So I think that gives it that extra dimension. I, I was, you know, I was gonna, I, I kind of uh, played around with the thought of doing like different voices and stuff in there, but like, no, I don't, I don't think like, I don't think people want to hear me trying to do like a, like a Yoda voice or, or like uh, outtakes, or man, outtakes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll release like the full, like the, the full drama edition. Yeah. That'll be an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Kyle do his Yoda impression and yell fuck about 17 times. <laughs> Yeah, totally takes away from all the points I was making, but good, good, good fun. <laughs> oh man, this has been awesome, dude. Thanks again for coming back. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this and please go pick up Kyle's book, intergalactic totalitarianism. Yes. Not in favor, be- not in favor of totalitarianism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to be, I do want to be clear, you know, so on Amazon, <laughs> they give you two categories that you can put the book in. So I had to put it in science fiction. Yeah. And then I'm scro- scrolling through like, you know, like, like there's like, you know, philosophy and this kind of stuff. And there's a, a, a category for totalitarianism and fascism. I'm like, it has to go in there. But, yeah. you know, w- when I look through there, I'm like, you're one of the best sellers in fascism. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Let me let me be a little bit clearer about what I'm doing here. You know, look through look through the other books. There, you'll, you'll see it's like a, a, the fall of Nazi Germany, all this kind of stuff. So it's it's, uh, it's against. <laughs> It, it's I'm true. I'm true Antifa. I'm true Antifa. Yes. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Awesome. Take care. And everybody, I hope you enjoy this book when you pick it up because it's awesome. All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember, think for yourself. But don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean... <laughs> <laughs>